0: Exaudivit de templo santo suo vocem meam, et clamor Meus in conspectu eius, introivit in aures eius. He heard my voice from his holy temple, and my cry before him came into his ears. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As I said yesterday, this procession and mass of the three Rogation days that precede Ascension Thursday go back to the 5th century and would have been carried out with great solemnity and with massive participation here in Ireland until the penal laws outlawed processions. Not only processions, but also the ringing of church bells. And so the popular expressions of the liturgy shrank back and only in the late 1800s was it possible to resume the Rogation Days, in their full observance, and this only uh, by a few courageous parish priests. And so we uh, have the immense grace of reconnecting with this wonderful tradition of supplication and the procession itself is an image of the Church. The procession tells us who we are. I was thinking of that as we walked together. The Church in pilgrimage, the Church on the way. The procession opened with the Thurifer, with Brother Austin carrying the incense, an angelic function, by the way. And today is also the Feast of the Apparition of St. Michael but that opening of the procession with incense gives us heart, because it signifies our prayers ascending into the presence of the Divine Majesty, and after the incense, the cross. The life of the Church here below, of the militant Church, of the Pilgrim Church, is one of following the crucified. It is one of making... Our way along the Via Crucis with our eyes fixed on Christ the King who rules from the throne of the cross. I was very struck by that during the procession. You'll note that the crucifix is turned towards the people in the procession. That's not by accident. Rather, we go forward with our eyes fixed on our crucified King. And the procession is an interesting thing. They were hugely popular in medieval piety because everyone could get involved. You had the clergy, you had widows, you had married folk, you had children. The whole church was represented, the church in March the church on pilgrimage, and the church making supplication, boldly, hearty supplication. It's a wonderful thing to hear the cry going up, ora pro nobis, ora pro nobis, liberanos domine, terogamus audinos, it's the voice of the praying church. Now. The thing about this mass of the rogations is that although it is a mass of supplication, it is full of reassurances. It tells us from the very beginning, from the intro, it, that our prayers are being heard. It's one of the most encouraging masses in the Roman Missal, when you really get down to it. It opens, He heard my voice! From his holy temple, Alleluia! And then, and my cry before him came into his ears. What cry? Liberanos, Domine, tenogamus audinos. That's what's going on here. And then, in the epistle, what does Saint James recount? Uh, that the prayer of Elias was heard. With prayer he prayed. I love that. Uh, Especially in the Latin, it's it's quite wonderful. Et orazione oravit. With prayer he prayed. You might say, of course, with prayer he prayed. But this, this little turn of phrase means he really, really prayed. That's, that's what it means. And what happened? That it might not rain upon the earth, and it rained not for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So in the epistle, uh, we're given an instance of prayer, uh, fervent prayer, being heard. And in the Alleluia, that little Alleluia before the Gospel, it's kind of a little uh, touch here, because it is Paschal Tide after all, And even though we're wearing violet vestments, and this Mass is largely penitential, we have this, This little Alleluia. And the verse is, Give praise to the Lord, for he is good. How do we know that he's good? Because he's answered our prayer. For his mercy endureth forever. And then this marvelous gospel from the 11th chapter of St. Luke. And the Church wants us to take this gospel to heart because, and this is a pedagogical device of the liturgy, whenever the communion antiphon repeats a fragment of the gospel, And such is the case today. You'll notice that. The communion antiphon just takes a fragment of the Gospel and repeats it. And this because in ancient times, and still today as we do it, the communion antiphon was repeated all during the procession to Holy Communion. So that by dint of repetition, it would not only get into the ears of the faithful, but lodge itself in their memory and from there descend into the heart. And... The fact that the communion antiphon repeats the Gospel is the Church's way of underscoring the essential words of the Gospel. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asketh receiveth what good news, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened." So this whole Mass inspires confidence in the goodness of God and uh, motivates us to persevere in the rogations. Uh, The very word rogation means to ask, to persevere in asking, because to the one who asks it shall be given To the one who seeks, he shall find, and to the one who knocks, the door shall be opened. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.